0: Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is John Kuzma from EndzoneBlog.com's Across the Middle podcast. It's Tuesday, April 10th, and uh, we got a great show for you today. A lot of people have been tuning in and giving us great feedback about the show. I appreciate it. Uh, We couldn't have done it without you guys listening every day. But let's not talk too much. Let's get right to the ticker. Uh, The first thing we have on uh, the countdown today is... The New York Giants and Odell Beckham appear to have done a complete 180. All offseason we heard that the Giants were growing sick of Odell Beckham's antics. John Mara said he's sick of uh questioning uh you know an- answering questions about Odell Beckham's behavior, I should say. And it looked like both sides were headed for a separation. Now, we thought the Los Angeles Rams were going to work a move for Odell Beckham Jr. Um they ended up going with Brandon Cooks and then when the Patriots shipped Brandon Cooks out to the Rams, we thought maybe the Patriots were gonna go after after Odell Beckham Jr. Uh we know now that neither of that's happening. Odell Beckham uh he showed up to voluntary workouts today New head coach Pat Shermer had nothing but high praise for Beckham, saying that Beckham's a professional and he wants to be great. It looks like really uh, both parties are uh, smoothing sides over a little bit, or smoothing things over a little bit, and uh, that's big because we all off season we thought you know Beckham was going to get shipped out and uh, the Giants were going to try to get as much back as possible for him. I think ultimately New York realized that was a bad move for their football team because Beckham is a big play waiting to happen. New York was very very desperate for big plays last season and they they missed Beckham to be flat out honest. So they can't just turn the page on this guy because he brings too much to the table and if you know the new regime with Dave Gettleman calling the shots really wants to put up wins right away, they need Beckham in the fold. To help create a spark for this football team Uh, We don't know Maybe a deal gets done later on But right now it just appears That he's going to be staying In New York for this uh, upcoming season But he will be on a short leash John Mara Who's the Giants owner I mentioned earlier He he was holding Odell Beckham Jr. Accountable When he said that he's sick of Answering questions about his uh, Behavior what that means is Beckham is uh he he can't have the letdowns that he's had in the past this upcoming coming season. He can't punch the the net that almost came back and hit him in the face, the kicking net. He can't have the off season partying. Uh you know, the video came out this year. I'm sure you guys seen that video. I'm not gonna get too much into it, but it wasn't good. He also had that uh, one time he went on that boat partying before a playoff game. You know, it's just been a continuous pattern with this guy. And now the Giants are really putting their foot down and saying, you know, this is unacceptable, and if you continue to make uh, decisions like this, we're going to have to consider going a different direction. Now, I think Beckham is smart enough to realize that part of the reason he has catapulted into a global icon is because he does play in the Big Apple, which is a media, you know, it's a media frenzy there. And uh, really when he's doing good, that all plays in his favor. But, you know, lately they've been getting on him lately because of all this extracurricular stuff. So I think he knows that the pressure's on. He's got to straighten up. You know, he showed up to the, the voluntary camp, and he doesn't have a long-term deal in hand. So that shows that he's somewhat committed. And uh I believe uh what Pat Shermer said, Odell Beckham Jr. does want to be great. He is going to give everything he has. And uh I can see him trying to keep it in check. Now, once the game starts, emotions run rampant. Anything can happen. And... uh The passion starts flowing I guess you know when you're on the football field you're it's a game where you play full contact it's a collision sport and uh that just naturally emotionally charges a lot of people so Beckham's no different that's when we'll really see if he's uh changed his uh ways but you know at least that the giant at least the Giants and Beckham are trying to uh Get everything in order so they can have a successful season. The only goal they should really have is getting back to the postseason, putting up a winning season, and trying to win that NFC East, and then then from there, obviously, going for a Super Bowl. But I don't know if they're there yet. Uh, if they're there yet, I think they have to get a little good momentum going, and then uh, they they'll have to worry about a Super Bowl maybe next next year or the year after that. Right now, it's just about turning things around from uh, that disastrous 2017 season they had a year ago. Uh, Next thing up, we got Tyrod Taylor rarely turns the ball over, and that's going to suit the Cleveland Browns very well. Uh, Everybody's talking about Jarvis Landry coming to the Browns and Carlos Hyde, who is a great acquisition at running back, coming to Cleveland. But Tyrod Taylor is getting overlooked a little bit. I know Tyrod Taylor got ran off by the Bills but the bills were kind of trading him unfairly. Tyrod Taylor has like 51 uh like 51 touchdowns and only 18 interceptions over the course of his career. He's only averaging 2.5 interceptions per season. That's over like the the 7 years he's been in the league. So, he's very good from a ball security standpoint and uh that's huge for cleveland you know a team that went 0-16 last year that didn't have their ducks in a row by any means They're, they have one win in like the last 31 games i think uh they've just been terrible so tyrod taylor is going to come in and he's going to actually give this team a, a pretty good chance to win i mean his uh completion percentage is pretty good uh he, I mean, he could be a little bit better in the touchdown category. I would like to see him in around at least 28 touchdowns a year. But uh, I think this was the best thing that could have happened for Tyrod Taylor because he wasn't wanted in Buffalo, and that was very unfair to him. You remember they put in Nathan Peterman, and, uh, the backup quarterback, and he threw five interceptions, and it was just kind of like they made a mockery of what Tyrod Taylor brings to the table uh, up there in Buffalo That ended up being the best thing ever for Taylor because now he goes to Cleveland who has Jarvis Landry, Carlos Hyde, two high first-round draft picks coming in, and if I'm – the Cleveland Browns and I'm John Dorsey and I'm Hugh Jackson, I'm not drafting a quarterback. I'm getting two players in this draft that can help Tyrod Taylor win in 2018 because why draft a quarterback, have him sit on the bench for a couple of years when Taylor can really give you a chance to win now. And with the additions of Landry and uh, Carlos Hyde, I see this team being around six or seven wins. So, If you can get uh, maybe Quentin Nelson and uh, Bradley Chubb or some other combo of players that can really help uh, Tyrod Taylor win from the get-go, that would be so big for Cleveland going into next season because now free agents see, hey, we can actually win in Cleveland. That's going to compel more people to want to play there, and uh, it's just going to completely change the culture. Uh, why waste a starter, a potential sport starter, by bringing in a rookie quarterback who's not going to give you more than Tyrod Taylor in his first year? So, I mean, I understand for the future why you would go quarterback, but it's a win now league. I always say that, and I really truly believe it. If you want people to believe in you as a football team, you have to be putting up wins, and uh, that goes for the owner, or, uh, your boss, as if you're a GM or a coach. You know, you have to put up wins so your owner believes in you that also goes to the fans so the fans can buy into what you're selling that also goes through the free agents and even you know like we've seen uh some of the the players in the draft don't want to go to the, to the bad teams because it's just uh it can be catastrophic for your career and nobody wants to see that cleveland's finally getting past that dark era they've had uh over the past two years just uh a rough, rough time A rough patch for them And uh, the good news is There's brighter days ahead for Cleveland Give them credit for weathering the storm And things are finally Looking up for them They're definitely not going 0-16 In uh, 2018 They're not going 1-15 and either There's no chance There's just too much talent on this roster now And uh, they're going to at least have 5 wins uh, Continuing on Chicago is a team on the rise, and their fate lies in Mitchell Trubisky's hands. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is one of the bright up-and-coming quarterbacks in the National Football League. He really struggled, though, despite having all these natural characteristics that make him such a great quarterback. He really struggled as a rookie, only throwing seven touchdowns, and uh, he also threw seven interceptions i after what a great preseason he had last year i definitely expected more from mitchell trubisky but the good news is most rookies get overwhelmed in their first season even the great peyton manning threw more interceptions than touchdowns his first year so things can change quickly look at jared goff jared goff was rode off after his first year last year he lit it up and uh i really see mitchell trubisky being very very similar to those guys uh He's going to have a good year, especially when they bring in Allen Robinson, Trey Burt, and Taylor Gabriel. They still have Kevin White. We talked about that on one of the other podcasts. But from Trubisky's standpoint, you know, he's going to be much more aware. He's going to be much more confident just because he's more familiar with the pro game. Uh, he knows what it takes to uh, win at this level now. He's not going into it blind like he was last year in 2017 as a rookie. Um a lot of the guys on the team uh, know know what he brings to the table, too, and, you know, they know what to expect, how like how he does things and how, like fr- from a receiver standpoint, for example, they know how uh, Trubisky releases the football. They know where he likes to go with the football in certain situations. And uh, all of that cohesion is really going to help the Bears uh, – Shock some teams in the NFC North. This is a very, very good division, and this is uh one of the only times that I've really seen the Packers really start to lose a step in my lifetime too. Growing up, you know, I'm I'm uh I'm from Detroit. I'm a Lions fan. You know, we Detroit used to always get hammered by the the Packers. Now I believe Detroit can beat the Packers, but now even Chicago would challenge the Packers and. You know, I guess the Vikings have always been good when I was younger, but Minnesota is really good right now. I don't know if Kirk Cousins is going to be able to fill those shoes, uh, those Super Bowl expectation shoes. But, you know, uh, the division as a whole, collectively, is very, very good. And Chicago is a team on the rise. Mitchell Trubisky has to tap into that good momentum and uh, really raise the bar. For his own standards And that's going to trickle down To the rest of the team And uh, they should be able to put up some wins They got Jordan Howard uh, Tariq Cohen So there's a lot of good players on that team The receivers are better too uh, Chicago's coming folks You know I know they were very very bad The last three or four seasons But just like Cleveland They weathered the storm And now brighter days are coming Uh it's only a matter of time before those two teams start to, you know, get back to winning football, like, as far as more wins than losses for the whole season. Um, and if you're a fan of those two two teams, you know, things are finally looking up. Uh, you know, that's pretty much all I have for tonight. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, check out Uh We're doing the podcast every single day now. If you have any questions, you can write to me on Twitter, you know, at our end zone blog, NFL, send your questions in and I'll answer them on the show sponsors. Like I said, go check out, uh, our webpage. Uh, there's advertising opportunities and you can also sponsor this, uh, this podcast if you want, uh, thank you, uh, for all the listeners again, one more time, because, uh, without you the the ball doesn't roll by any means and uh we've actually had a pretty good following so far over this first week and uh one day at a time you know i write three articles a day before i come on this podcast you know that kind of serves as like a a template for this this show the cross the middle show and uh it helps me with like the stats and all all that stuff but uh I'm having a great time with this show. It's been awesome. I really, really enjoy it. It's actually the highlight of my day after I get done with everything else, being able to hop on here and just talk football with uh, anybody who's willing to listen. Thank you, as always. Have a great day.